Today on Ovias and Gilio, ACC kickoff day three. It's the day you've been waiting for. North Carolina and NC State making the rounds today. We'll have conversations with Dave Dorn, Mac Brown, Drake May, Peyton Wilson, and more. But before we get into today's show, I want to thank everybody for the feedback we've received during ACC kickoff. Thanks to all the five stars, positive vibes only. The new followers on YouTube, all the likes on YouTube, the comments on YouTube, understand that all those things help us be successful. So I appreciate you for doing that. Please continue to do it. Go visit our sponsors. Go tell your friends about the podcast. We got a lot of great content coming up ahead of the football season. And once we get to the football season, we'll really be cooking. And that's a big thanks to what you all have done so far by hitting the five stars and leaving the comments following that YouTube channel. And if you haven't yet, what are you waiting for? Great stuff on the YouTube channel. OG. 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 It is time that we do something new. Joe Ovius and Joe Gillian. By doing something new, I mean doing something old, but we're bringing it back so it's basically new. Here we go. Let's podcast day three ACC kickoff in Charlotte. Alongside Joe Giglio, I'm Joe Obvious in the Mobile Eford Studios. Yeah, yeah why not? To, to Greg Hadle, cool. Empire Eats, as we, Empire Properties. As we mentioned yesterday, we missed their Ethernet, man. Mister Ethernet, missed the nachos. Bad. Yeah, there's that too. That's that. So uh, ACC kickoff today is a day where NC State, North Carolina, Wake Forest, Clemson—they like really jam-packed the last day of ACC kickoff. Yeah, they did. I don't know who decided that. I would have liked to have spread the wealth a little bit. I don't know. Maybe have State yesterday, Carolina today. I don't know. Can't Clemson kick things off? Although I'm noticing Clemson and Dabo, they were here first thing in the morning. How quickly do you think Dabo's gone by the time of our conversation? He's on the chopper. Already. Already back to Greenville. Anyway, I'm assuming he lives in the Greenville. I actually don't know where Dabo lives. But if I was going to live anywhere near Clemson, Greenville. Because that's a underrated city. Yeah, but if you're the Clemson football coach, you just have some sort of palatial estate Probably. on the other side of Memorial Stadium. This is true. This is true. You don't want a long commute. It's, it's actually a bunker under Howard's there Rock. There you go. That's actually where the Clemson coach you, you have to, to take live. a bus there. <laughs> so ACC kickoff tends to be a more cordial affair, right? And... I've talked to other national writers who always enjoyed coming to ACC kickoff after they went to the circus in Hoover, Alabama, as uh, West Durham, our friend, likes to call it the, the union labor meeting in Hoover, Alabama for the SEC. The old Big East used to do a clam bake or some sort of yes. seafood bake in, Ro- in Rhode Island. In Rhode yeah, Island, right? So that was or maybe always... not even Rhode Island, not Providence, but somewhere else in Rhode Island. Yeah. Somewhere around there. So everybody enjoyed that. The ACC was a lot more laid back. There was golf involved. Sometimes they, was, sometimes they would do it at Pinehurst. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they would do it at the Grandover out in Greensboro. I know you've told us uh, your Dabo golfing story from back in the day, how things used to be. Sometimes I get jealous. I'm not going to lie. But the other conference media days have a little bit more sizzle compared Newport, to ours. Rhode Island. Thank you. Thank you. The ACC doesn't have sizzle oftentimes. Not every year do we get Larry Fedora deciding that there's a war on football and sure. everybody's scrambling, right? Shots to Brooke. And sometimes when there's news breaking in college football, it's not necessarily related to what's going on here at the ACC. The last three years of ACC media days, there has been conference realignment. Okay. Three years ago, we had Texas to, uh, uh, Texas and Oklahoma leaving for the SEC. Everybody in here is a scramble mode. What does that mean for the ACC? Nothing really. Last year, we get the big news that UCLA and Southern Cal are going to the Big Ten. Oh, my goodness. What happened to the Alliance? Where are things going? What does it mean for the I forgot ACC? forgot about the Alliance already. You're right. I looked him in the eye, Joe. So did- so did Kevin Warren. I looked him in the eye. Go back to the first thing you said, though. What's that? Sizzle. Sizzle. This this league has never had sizzle and in that's, football. It's okay. That's okay. That's who they are. They had Florida, They had Clemp back in the day. Yeah. Right? Remember the Jameis years with Florida then State? Florida State. Oh, way before Jameis. But even before Jameis. But the last time Florida State had, like, sizzle, sizzle. sizzle. Yeah. Was the Jameis. But but even then, it was like, oh, well, can Clemson catch him? It wasn't sure, like, well, what's sure, going sure. on with the rest of the but league? But even when Clemson was good, everybody was obsessing over Clemsoning. Remember? Sure. And Dabo had to answer those questions. But that, <laughs> to, to answer the larger existential question, yeah, isn't yeah, that yeah. why we're here? Yes. Because the league itself 
wax sizzle. Yeah. In football. It does. And they tried. They've been trying. They sure as shit tried when it was Miami and Virginia Tech. And you know what? Okay. They've had some success. Clemson's won college football championships. Florida State's won well, championships. But to find, but, yeah. I guess, you know, this gets back to what would you rather be? Would you rather yeah. be the Big Ten that hasn't won anything ever? Yeah. Right? But has all the money. They lead in money. Or would you rather be the ACC where you've had, in, in the last 23 years, you've had national champions, men's basketball, football, the two I, things most people care about. I'd rather be the ACC. But you're, to answer your question, but you're in a ACC. financial situation because of the composition of the league. I'd still be the ACC. I actually get some bang from my buck out of following this conference. And I don't not, know. Because I feel like well, this, now, this, let's see what happens to the Big Ten when they add those California schools. We'll because I do think there is something to, as Luke Takak had talked with us earlier in this week, I do think there is something to like Minnesota and Wisconsin have played for the last 150 years, mm-hmm. right? Like, now, is Minnesota going to be all that interesting? Now, they've had a little taste of this with Maryland and Rutgers. But now, all of a sudden, you're to throw. Like, Minnesota and Wisconsin could potentially have a home schedule that's Maryland, Rutgers, USC, UCLA. Yeah. Like, I don't think anyone's going to be pumped up about that. It's because it's when you start tearing apart the teams that you care about, mm-hmm. care about that you start tearing up your league. The problem with the ACC is they just don't have enough schools that are big enough to have fans to care you also start getting diminishing returns though you know with with these additions well, who you're adding like who you're yeah, adding so the, the, what what is colorado to the big so, 12 do for so, anybody so other than maybe colorado so this is where we get to the sizzle portion of the program the breaking news overnight uh from i think brett mcmurphy was the first one to have it i know pete thamel has also tweeted about it too but mcmurphy had this last night that colorado is returning to the big 12 starting in 2024 after 12 seasons in the Pac-12, Buffaloes and Ralphie run back to become the 13th school in the Big 12. I can't keep track of. Sometimes it's been 10. Sometimes it's been 14. Now they've got 13. Uh, where they were members from 1948 to 2010. Official announcement later today. Uh, they're going to get their full share. I think it's going to be about, what, 30, just over $30 million from the television it's revenue. It's not terrible. At least the Big 12 has a television deal, which is the Pac-12 has been telling you about their imminent TV deal for what seems like three years. It hasn't actually happened. But there's a point of diminishing returns, and I, every time it happens, you're thinking you're just as excited about it. And I could tell what happened last night, where it's like, oh, well, what does this mean for the ACC? Well, it doesn't mean anything for the ACC. Are they going to make a move? You know, they're going to pluck somebody else from the Pac-12. No, it's not going to become the Pac-12. Like that's Or the Pac-20 or whatever it would be. That would make no sense. I mean, maybe you go to the Pac-12 if you're if you're ESPN ACC and say, "Hey, we've got this network if that I we can't fill out, so you want to run you want to run some games on us." And because how and again, I know I'm spitballing here. This is pure speculation. But when you hear Jim Phillips talk about revenue opportunities, when you hear Bubba Cunningham tell us the network is where the revenue growth is gonna be, at this point, man, shoot your shot. Tell the Pac-12. Hey, remember that alliance? Let's see if we can actually do a television partnership and try to generate money out of that. So, but, but with what? Right. That's the problem. But with what? And I've been saying. That's what I'm saying. Like Arizona, Arizona State. I like, said this. I said this a couple of weeks ago. Oregon, Oregon State. Major conference realignment is dead. Washington, Washington State. None of these schools. No. They. What I'm saying and the disdain you hear in my voice for these <laughs> schools is the same thing somebody in... Eugene is sitting there going, what do we want to play NC State for? Yeah, I, mean, I got you. What do we want to play Pitt for? I we don't you. care about those schools, and that's the truth of the matter. And we keep sitting here acting like, well, we could go get these Pac-12. We could, we could get this scheduling. Like, what, is Bill Walton and David Thompson going to get back together and play a game that nobody remembers anymore? Maybe, like, come on. Maybe they did Mystery Science Theater 3000 on some old, uh, old games. I watched Bill Walton do that. He's like, oh, David Thompson, you're the devil, David Thompson. Well, no, we don't get him anymore because UCLA is That's right, it's going to be the Big Ten. You don't even get that. You don't even get that. I don't know. I want Wazoo. What are we doing? So back to my point about Sizzle as well. I forgot about Utah. We have some Mark Armstrong. We haven't had any, we haven't had any, like, coaches say anything crazy. There's been no, again, lack of Sizzle. Magnificent Seven. None of that stuff. None of that stuff. I mean, when the American Athletic Conference is out here out sizzling you, thanks to the Charlotte 49ers coach. So this was from yesterday, the Charlotte 49ers coach. Charlotte's like in a weird reboot, right? And they hired this guy, Biff Pogge. 
And Biff went off. This is from Roy Philpott. I guess he was doing an interview with Roy Philpott at the American Athletic Conference Media Days. They were picked dead last. Charlotte. Charlotte was picked dead last. Okay. And here's the here's the response. We've got a really good football team of a bunch of guys that are really chippy and are great kids, but they are chippy and they are they have an edge and we are bad company on that football field. And I can't wait to start playing because I can tell you this, this will be the last time we ever come to this building and have and get the respect the disrespect that we've gotten since we've been there. You guys were picked last in the conference. Is that last. part of the disrespect? Yeah, last. You know, press conference, three questions. You know, hey, you guys suck. Let's get to the next guys. And and I would like to take whoever those writers were that 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 voted on that and hold them upside down by their ankles and smack their heads off the ground a couple of times because they don't know. Shit. Let's. Go, Joe. Anyway, that's from Roy Philpott's show. Charlotte went three and nine in CUSA last year. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> I mean, Biff, what are, what are we going on here? Like, what, what, you're, you're, you're moving up to a, a better league. Yeah, they're going to get their ass You're kicked. a new coach. And I know he's tried to, to in, inject some money. Mm-hmm. You want to talk about money laundering? Ooh. <laughs> But I need that, man. I need a coach to talk like. Well, I was like, okay, who do you think? Why get, do you need who that? Do you think, like, who's, who's what, getting, who does that help? How does that help? It him? helps the content. It helps, helps the content machine. Yeah, but how like, does who's going to get picked? How last? does him saying I'm going to hold a writer upside down for yeah. picking my shitty team last? <laughs> Where do you want me to pick them? You want me to pick them first in a new league? Who's getting picked last? What Georgia Tech? Come on, man. Is Georgia Tech going to be last? No, Virginia might not win a football game this year. Oh, that's true. That's true. That's Legitimately might that's not win point. a football game this that's year. That's a good point. And Tony, yeah, Tony Hill's not going to do that. Virginia's a completely different place. But no, I wanted like uh I mean, can you like the Dabo smart bomb on you, the uh You saw you saw Carl Torbush walking around the other no, day. No, Carl Franks. Or Carl Franks, my bad. I got my Carl's confused. All <laughs> Carl's look alike. Mustache. I mean, what are you going to do, right? So you saw Carl Franks can you imagine Carl Franks at the, you picked in the, us in the depths of the Duke football program, right? Going up to the podium. You picked us. I'm going to take Chip Alexander by the ankles <laughs> and I'm going to smack his ass around. <laughs> Tell me that's what I need, Joe. That is what I need, man. But maybe next year. Maybe next year. So somehow we've barely even advertised, promoted the fact that we're having an OG golf tournament. At Eagle Ridge in October, and we've already sold out. Do I have this right? We no longer have available <laughs> spaces. <laughs> I love it. I have started the waiting list. I love it. You can double stack certain holes. I mean, I can probably be talked into that. All right. Um, so Dude, just that's keep, up to you. You can, man. you can still email me and let me know. Uh, but as you. of right now, yes, we are officially sold out. Crazy. And uh, I, I sometimes I like to play a game in that who is paying attention to the podcast who's made it this far in the podcast by saying hey if you want a sticker just send us an email and then the subject line put sticker and then email me your address to the og goes digital and sure enough it's kind of funny it also helps me track like when y'all are listening because i'll get an email at getting smart x X time of the day oh this person was listening at like 10 o'clock at night interesting salute to you Every number, every play counts, so we appreciate that. But you know, in all seriousness, shout out to everybody who's reached out. We got plenty of stickers. We've been giving them out here at ACC Kickoff. And you want one? Just email me theogoesdigital at gmail.com. Subject line sticker. And when I got some time next week, I'll start putting some in the mail. Speaking of shout outs, Mosquito Authority, Pest Authority, dude, it was. Did you did you finally step outside yesterday? I did. It, it, was, it was. It's gross. It was roasty. Because I went out to dinner with my parents last night and just waiting for the car because they're staying at the Kimpton. Very fancy. Pretty cool. And waiting for the car, man, I was dripping sweat. But this is like prime mosquito time and you don't want that. So hit up Mosquito Authority to give your yard a treatment and any other issues that you might have in your house. Pest Authority, too. They can handle it. Yep. Bugsbite.com. Easy enough. Hayes Lancaster and crew. Come to your house, take care of your ants inside the house, those mosquito flies outside the house, mice in the attic, moisture under the house, you name it. 
Mosquito Authority, Pest Authority, there to take care of you at BugsBite.com. Also, shout out to Weston over at uh, Oak City Sports Card. The cards have been a hit, man. Huge. The cards have been a hit here at uh, at the Radio Row. The eighty-seven. We're about halfway through the eighty-seven uh, tops. That's the, that's still been the most no Barry one. Bonds and still no Bo Jackson. So okay, I had there were two instances that I, I kind of chuckled. One was Ozzie Smith. Ozzie Smith was one of my favorite yeah. players growing up. My dad rides for Ozzie Smith. I have an Ozzie Smith bowling pin for heaven's sake. Yes, that's impressive. Yanked out an Aussie Smith All-Star Tops card 87, and you looked at it and went, worthless. Yeah, How is my boy worthless? It, even the Bonds is not even really worthless. Also, I, I saw so. the Sid Bream. I'm like, yeah. ooh. <laughs> Sid. But he was a pirate. He was not, you know, where were you when Sid slid? It wasn't that, that thing. Uh, but, yeah, at some point, we'll get a Barry Bonds. At some point, mm. that'll happen. Or a Bo Jackson, but has not happened yet. But most importantly... We know that the 87 cards are worthless because Weston can tell you they're worthless and explain why they're worthless. But maybe you have a card that's truly valuable. You go get that graded, and Weston can do that over at Oak City Sports Card. So shout out to him for sponsoring the podcast. Yeah, go see them off of Glenwood. They have such a great spot down there. And we have right just right here, we have NFL cards. We have college cards. We got baseball cards. We got Garbage Pail Kids. We got Pokemon. We got all of this at Oak City. They also do something pretty cool, Joe. Because right now, collecting cards, it's pretty expensive. Yeah. What Weston does, you, if you, he's got mystery packs, which have threads and yeah. all, not maybe not autographs, but threads in them, yeah. uniform patches, stuff like that for kids. So if you bring your kid by, you guys, and he also has commons that he just gives away because he wants people to collect. So he does a great thing. So it's not just, uh, not just finding that Jordan rookie. If, you, if you're trying to get your, your son or your daughter into collecting cards, Weston can help you with that awesome. too. Joining us at kickoff, it's NC State head football coach Dave Dorn. Coach, they can eliminate our positions, but they can't get rid of us. We're still here. We're still talking to you at a kickoff, man. How are you doing? I'm doing good. It's good to see you guys. So you kind of joked you're, you're a bit of a cockroach. You're a long-tenured coach in the ACC now. Yeah. In the country. Yeah, man. I mean, like, that's hey. impressive. That's hey. impressive. <laughs> that, hey, salute. Hell of a list, man. No, absolutely. <laughs> salute to the consistency that you've built at NC State. So I, I actually wanted to start there. When you got to Raleigh versus where things are now in the 11th season, biggest change, biggest, you know, what, what is the biggest difference from that day one to now? Well, I think the expectations that our players have for each other, the standards that they hold each other to now, it's uh, not that we aren't coaching the team. But our players do a great job holding each other accountable. And, mm. and it wasn't like that um, all the time. You know, we've had bits and pieces of that along the way. We've had a lot of, you know, guys that might have been a little harder to manage at times. And it's culturally, when you walk in, it's earned and not given. And, you know, the guys understand that. They buy into it. We recruit to it. And I think that's really been one of the reasons we've been on sustained success. What do you, when you had a big event last week for yeah. the uh, collective, and I, you were trying to explain to the people there, like, this is the reality of, of the world we're in now. Yeah. And I think even Boo might have said, there's no way you could have convinced me even like four years ago we'd be standing up here and having an event like this. Just in your head, how things have changed to, to where we knew how, you know, these cards, you have endorsement yeah. deals, you have pack of wolves, the savage wolves, and, and it's just it's part of the new landscape. And I know there are some coaches yeah. who don't want to embrace that. Well, like I told our staff, um, you got to adapt or die in this profession. And I'm excited the players get paid. Like, uh, to me, a lot of these guys, they work hard. I mean, yeah. They work really hard. They give up a lot of their time, their, their bodies. Uh, they don't have time to get a job. A lot of people wouldn't hire them because they couldn't work that many hours, you know. And so I'm excited for them. Um, the fundraiser we did with Scotty McCreary and the two collectives was awesome. Um, the biggest change in this is the head coach now is like a fundraiser. It's like I'm in the Wolfpack Club. And, and you're allowed to do and, that. Yeah and, yeah, and you have to. Like yeah. The only way you get yeah. money is to raise it. And so that's been a big change for me. In my 30 years of coaching, I've never had to be a fundraiser like I am now. And, and it's really occupied a lot of my time. Cowboy hat, man. I liked it. You look. You watch Yellowstone? Yeah. I've heard I've that many times. Yeah. I've not I've not watched an episode of Yellowstone, but I've seen previews for it. I felt like with the cowboy hat, you were like, you would be behind Kevin Costner going in a, like a like an extra on the show. Yeah, I'll take look. that job. Right. Hire me anytime you want. Right. I'll right. go back to Montana and hang out. I know you love it there. I know yeah. you absolutely love it out there. So the you talk about the consistency and the commitment to the program. Last year was 
pretty much the culmination of that, the bring it back group. I think I forgot which coach who we talked to said something like you had more seniors than they had ultimately like healthy players at that point. But you also have dealt with your injuries, too. So while this is a new group and you have a lot of new players, how much of last year was playing time essential to why you're optimistic about how your defense is going to turn around this year? Yeah, well, you know, when you don't have Drake Thomas and Tanner Engel and Isaiah Moore and Corey Durden, there's a lot of good players yeah, that, yeah. that aren't back. Uh, there's reason for, you know, a little bit of concern. Uh, and then you look at who's in those spots, and it's all guys that have been starters at one point in time because of injuries we've had over the past. And so you're excited, you know, for Devin Boykin and Jakeen Harris. You're excited for Jalen Scott, you know, and, and uh, Devon Betty. And we already knew what our D linemen, because we rotate so much there, can do. Um, so getting to see the next step for some of these guys, you know, mm-hmm. they've, they've kind of endured uh, being backups and rotational players, and now it's their time to shine. And there's a little bit of an edge to them, you know, to show that they can do what last year's team did too on the defensive side of the ball. I think Tony Gibson does a good job instilling that edge. I feel like with Tony and Peyton and some of the other guys that you have back, I feel like I have a pretty good idea of what your defense is going to look like. I can't say as I I have a great idea of what your offense is going to look like, though. Uh, Obviously, Robert and I has a a tremendous track record, not only in this league, but in college football. Uh, How did you land on on Robert? Because I know that's a position that you you put a a premium on, and it's it's not a decision you make lightly uh, when when Tim took the Coastal Carolina job. So how did you get there, and how, how did you think spring went? where he's trying to install, and then obviously it helps to have Brennan there to kind of be the extra coach there to teach the rest of the offense some of his, some of his stuff. Well, I'm really excited for Tim Beck. You know, it's great uh, that he got that job, and um, I wanted to evolve. You know, and that opportunity created itself. It was time to change, and this gave me an opportunity to do that. Robert is a unique preparation for a team to play against. He does a lot of different things that other teams don't. Uh, he's unique in that he can change week to week even if you have injuries. He can do things different. He can go from three tight ends to no tight ends in a week and doesn't cost the players anything. It's very simple for them. It's a player-friendly deal. I don't know exactly what it's going to look like either, Joe. Yeah. I mean, you know, this fall camp's going to dictate some of that. Mm-hmm. We've got some guys that need to prove they deserve the opportunities that he's going to give them on the field. and. He's trying to decide, you know, do I want to be three receivers? Do I want to be two running backs? Do I want to be two tight ends? And so that ultimately comes down to the players during training camp, dictating to him who the best guys are and who he can trust the most. It's kind of like a Topps baseball card set. You might not know what you get in that thing. Come on, I know you've been eyeing. Yeah, I'll open you want to open one, you want to open yeah, one yeah. up? Is, is now, there a George Brett in there that had yeah. to have been your favorite player growing up? Absolutely. I okay. love George Brett, the pine tar. Four deal. <laughs> For the record, also like Catfish Hunter because his name's badass. Yeah, yeah. For the record, right. Jeff Halfley's the only coach who's actually eaten the gum. Is that right? Yes. It disintegrated, but he did it. We got Jim. All right. Is it Royal? Dennis Leonard. Yeah, <laughs> I remember Dennis Leonard. Yeah. These packs have been. Uh, They've been elusive. duds. They've been duds. We've been looking for a Bo Jackson. Yeah, that, We've been oh, looking yeah. for a Barry Bonds. That would have been cool. I right, pull one more. Let's see if we can get you a bow. All right, not All right one, more. one more pack. Yeah, one I'm more pack. Not I'm not eating the gum. No, right. don't. that's right. Don't, don't. <laughs> I was going to say, would take that entire bottle of water and maybe then some. Right, <laughs> Trust me, go. I know. Enter that spring training sweepstakes. Tony Glenn. There we go. Nah, that's a good card. That's a that's much better. Good one. There that's we go. Yeah, that's a keeper. He's a player. Steve Balboni? Murphy. Uh, no, I didn't see Steve Balboni yet. There was a Royal in there somewhere. There was? Yeah. Uh, he's a brewer. Uh, oh, there you go, Greg Pryor. Yeah. Greg Pryor. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know about that one. Dave Dorn, NC State football coach. We appreciate the time as always. Uh, thanks for having me, guys. Go Pack. What's up next? What's up next? Big thanks to Dave Dorn for hanging out with us here at ACC Kickoff, and big thanks to Breeze Through for sponsoring Ovias and Gilio. I absolutely desperately need a full coffee in that refill mug, man, that tumbler. I need it because I hung out with Michael Felder last night and it went from wine with my dad for his birthday to wild turkey shots. I needed a full one of those today. Go hit up the breeze through lifetime free refills. This is 20 bucks. Get all the soft drinks you want. Get all the coffee that you want. And then next week, we're going to start giving these away in the OG 
mixtape. Now, if you're this is I'm not trying to make a theme out of this, but if I need a big thing of coffee from Breeze Through and they have wonderful coffee and probably some snacks to help me with a hangover, uh, you know what else would help with a hangover? The meats, the the steak and cheese, baby. <laughs> I would that would soak it up real good. Butcher's Market. Now, look, have it have it not hungover because it's excellent regardless. I'm just saying it would really hit the spot right now, but. Butcher's Market has a whole bunch of stuff, Joe, beyond just the steak and cheese and sandwiches. Great meats, chicken, steak, Vegetable you name medley, it. Vegetables. potato skins. But grilling. They make their own hot dogs. But the grilling stuff, too. They've got a lot of different kinds of charcoal, uh, the pellets, you know, stuff for your smoker. These are things to start thinking about as the football season approaches. Closer. It's almost tailgate we time. We are so getting closer. Let's be, let's be real about the that. Butchersmarkets.com. Check them out. Or go in person. Holly Springs, Carrie, and of course, the home base there, the mothership off of uh, Six Forks. And I always get the roads wrong, so you well, tell it, me. It, it's, it's, it's Where it's the mothership forks, is. It's Six Forks and Millbrook. Millbrook, yes. 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 So that's, uh, that's no, it's Falls the Noose in Millbrook. I always get Falls and News and Six Forks confused. Just keep driving down Millbrook. You'll hit it. Just like I get confused as to who's in whose conference. Uh, as we've been doing the show today, there's been some development on the conference realignment, and the ACC might be getting involved. I know I started the show saying, well, what, what does the Big 12 mean for the ACC? Well, ultimately, nothing. But it almost seems like there's been a rekindling of the idea that the ACC and the Pac-12 might partner up, or maybe the ACC becomes a stakeholder in what the Pac-12 is trying to do television-wise. So there's been some reports. We're going to dive into that a little bit tomorrow when we give you some bonus content from ACC kickoff. So keep an eye on that. Another housekeeping note. As you know, we've been doing stuff with the News and Observer. Uh, We've got ourselves a little content sharing partnership. It's kind of Avengers Assemble, you know, that that sort of thing. Joe's had a longstanding relationship with News and Observer. You worked there, what, 20-some-odd years? 24. uh, Before you joined me on the radio side of things. So today, with ACC kickoff being kind of nuts and scheduling schedules get a little 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 cross-wired and everything else luke DeCock actually sat down with mac brown head coach of north carolina so don't be alarmed you're like wait a minute this is an obvious and Gilio. no big deal luke DeCock, longtime columnist for the news and observer sat down with mac brown we're all cooperating we're all pals we're all buddies we're all getting along great mac even likes my carolina blue shirt that i accidentally wore which i need a picture with so i can keep it too and and it'll be eternal it's blackmail fodder. That's <laughs> yes. what it is. Yes. That's what it is. And that works. All right. I want to ask you, I'm gonna, we're going to go right in off the deep end. I'm going to ask you the toughest question. I don't believe it's possible for a Gene Chizik coach defense to be at the level it was at last year, the first half of the season mostly, but two years in a row. I just I don't believe it when I look at Gene's career. What in your mind gives you confidence that you guys can kind of pick up where you were kind of going in the second half and, and take a leap forward and get to where you need to be to match your offense? Yeah, and, and Luke, it's a, it's a fair question. Number one, our defensive players will be in the same defense for the second year in a row because they had a completely different defense for three years. So that'll help. Number two, Gene will be back in the office working for the second year in a row when he took five years off, and a lot of things changed yeah. offensively. So it's it a big change, a bigger change for him than he or I either one thought because they're spreading out more. They're going faster. There's just things so... So he had to get back in the swing of things. And then the third thing is we um, have a lot of guys back. we got seven back, but we got a lot of depth back. we got some older guys back who, who are getting tired of hearing they were bad. And we also are in a position now where we were really bad against App State. We we're really bad against Notre Dame. Then we got better. Yeah. So we're, we're not as bad right now as the narrative was early in the year. But I saw this spring, I think we're going to be much improved. But you're you're the king of taking five years off and coming back. Yeah, but the head coaching job at that time was easier to come back into than the changes there were on offense. Now, if I was coming back in now with uh, uh, NIL and, and transfer portal, it wouldn't have been so easy because it's it's a lot of multitasking with the head coaches now too. Yeah, you're a general manager as much as anything these yes. days. Yes, uh, Dave Clawson was talking about tampering and and all the money that his players were offered. How much money did you go out and offer transfers this this offseason? We we haven't offered any. I mean that's that's the thing. Uh, the, there's a lot of great things with NIL. It's the best time to be a student athlete because they can be paid for the first time ever. So it is good. What we got to do is get control of some guidelines so we don't ruin our sport. And and if if we allow it to keep going like it's going, what we're going to do is have such an um, inequality in recruiting 
that you're going to have 10 or 12 teams that are a lot better than everybody else, and they're going to be the ones that paid the most money to recruits. And that, that's not what we want. So we got to get the states. we got to get the politicians. We've got to get the commissioners. we got to get the presidents, the ADs, and the NCAA in one room and say we can't have state laws different. That doesn't work. So let, let's don't be selfish. We, we can't have this happen and this happen because a politician wants to get voted back in because it's big booster. Well, we got to let's do what's best for the kids and what's best for the sport. And we can do that. And it's out there. And I, I see us making progress now. People are a little more careful about their tampering than they were last year because it's been called out and, and people aren't going to put up with it. Uh, but you, you've got to change who you are. And, and we're living in a different world. And that's just the way it's going to be. I don't want to steal these guys' shtick, Joe and Joe's shtick. But do you want to open a pack of baseball cards? Were you a baseball card guy growing up? I, I was. So you'll get the 87. We, there's a Sam Howell card. Here's I, Here. I got it. I got it. There's a Sam but Howell there card is. for you. How about that? How about this one? Talk about NIL. Can you ever imagine How as a coach that? seeing a, a football card with one of your players in your college uniform? How about that? No. 2023. No. We used to say you can't have – your boosters pay kids. Now we're wanting the boosters to pay kids through collectives. And we always said, don't get around an agent. Yeah. I mean, North Carolina got in trouble for being around agents. So don't, don't have an agent. Now, Wait, what, are you, what are you talking about? Now, yeah. Now every one of them have an agent. So, so there's, there's a lot of differences going on in our game right now. So the Sam card brings up something I want to ask when, when Sam came back and you guys were here and everybody was loving on you, like you talked about, and obviously it didn't quite go the way you planned you got Drake back. You got some questions about skill players, which a little familiar. Wide receivers instead of running backs this time. But what did you learn from that experience that you can apply to help this team maybe mentally handle some of this better than, than that group did it at times? What I'm learning is it's really uh, hard to go from two wins and five wins over two years to a mindset of you got to play hard every week and enough's never enough. So I, I felt like that Sam's team came back and they were eighth in the country and they were walking around with a little swagger and they weren't ready to do that. And they got hit in the face and didn't respond very well. And that's, that's my fault. Um, we allowed it to happen. You, you either coach it not to, or allow it to, and we allowed it to. Um, and, and then last year we, we sit there and we're, uh, we beat Wake Forest and, and then we got a 17 point lead on Georgia tech and we let it slip. So we, we, we have got to have a tougher mentality about, doing it every minute of every day to be a great team. And we haven't done that yet. And, and that's, that's what we've got to get to. Yeah. It does feel like you guys maybe learned a little bit. I remember we were talking mid season. Drake was in the Heisman conversation. You know, he was kind of coming up and that, and that those things did happen. And so it's almost like you've now had that experience of going through it and you have a chance to fix it. Now you don't, you're not yes. out of time. I, I, I think that's it. true. And even after we, we turned the ball over three times against Clemson and, and, led to 14 points because one of them's at the 24 yard line. One of them's an interception for a touchdown. And then we get a field goal block. So that's 17 points that we basically gave away. Um, we came back and, and seven starters down on defense had a chance to beat a really good Oregon team with 19 seconds left to go in the game. And again, those situations, even losing that game with a 10 point lead with nine minutes left, uh, should help us grow up and, and learn more about how to finish games. You talked after the Oregon game about how excited you were about Chip coming in and Drake's role and kind of feeling that out. Now that you've had some months to work together and get a sense, kind of what's how is, has your perspective changed? Have you learned anything? Kind of how do you feel about this new offense, you know, going into camp? Yeah, I, I felt like Chip was going to be good going into the bowl game, but it, I didn't know Amy hadn't coached, but I felt like after going through spring, he and Drake are on the same page. He's, he's an outstanding teacher. He's keeping basically the same passing game, and he's adjusting to a, a different and, I think, more effective running game for us, which should help us with pass protection. And then you add Freddie Kitchens, 11-year um, offensive coordinator in the NFL, and, and then a head coach in the NFL that had two first-round draft choice quarterbacks. And then you add Clyde Christensen, there's a lot of great minds in that offensive room now that are going to really help us. And what we've got to do, Luke, is make sure we pull all those guys together and make sure that we get the best ideas for our team on the field, not the best ideas they have, because we've got a lot of brilliant minds in there that have to pull it together. All right. 
Well, I appreciate it. Thank you for noticing my accidental shirt. And uh, you look great. Thank you. I'm, I feel great. Excited about the season. Season tickets are sold out. Game day for the South Carolina game. Really tough schedule, but have a good team. Should be a fun and challenging year. Yeah, we'll see you back here in, what, five weeks? See that, you in five weeks. All? Yeah. All right. Thank you. Thank you. We're moving on. I did not get the photo of Mac Brown and Luke DeCock doing, like, Spider-Man a pointing meme as Luke was wearing a Carolina blue button-down to match what Mac was rocking today at ACC kickoff. Uh, also, a little bit of more behind the scenes uh, in, 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 in a little bit. We, we have a conversation with Drake May coming up, and Drake was actually sitting next to us at the little NNO table doing their podcast, and I thought it was funny because you overheard a conversation they were having about fantasy football. And, and you like, perked up. Huh? You perked like, what's this? What? Oh, oh, he's my keeper. So this, this will come up in our conversation with Drake May. Don't you worry. Although I am curious, Joe, since you're Mr. Fantasy Football, have you ever, have you ever gone to Whitaker and Hamer? Or are you considering going to Whitaker and Hamer and knocking out a contract for fantasy football rules, regulations, and payouts? Need to. Need a need grant to of all, rights, if you will. Need to get all of that square. Josh, Hay- Josh Whitaker, Joe Hamer, they can handle this. They have more than 20 years experience. Selling a business, whether you're closing on a house, any kind of family law issues, Josh and Joe have got you covered. They also they also have the world's greatest URL, wh.lawyer. Love it, absolutely love it. Uh, and speaking of buying a house, that's where Hometown Realty comes in. Check them out online, myhtr.com. It's funny, we're moving meat, we're moving product, man. We're moving coffee mugs. We got people buying cards, cards getting things graded. We need somebody to buy or sell a house with Hometown Realty. Yes. Let's go. Come on. Go to myhtr.com. They have Real so many, how many ages do they have? They have six, Barry Woodard and his team, six, more than six locations, more than 250 agents. Point being, they're going to get it done. They know what they're you, doing. You don't grow and have a business that size without knowing what you're doing and knowing the markets that they're in. Again, check them out, myhtr.com. What's up next? What's up next? North Carolina has a plethora of Mays that do wonderful things. Drake May is sitting down with his quarterback, Tar Heels. Welcome to ACC Kickoff, man. How you doing? Yes, sir. Doing well. Thank you for having me on. Uh, this kind of day here down here, media day. Um, you know, Mac and uh, you know Coach Brown and, and Cedric Gray and John, who came in from our team, they all flew in. I just drove down from my house about 20 minutes away. Oh, that's so a piece of cake thing. for you. Exactly. That is a piece of cake for you. So you can't beat that. Do you want to? Do you want to thank Drake? I yeah, I probably should be the first person to thank you because we I did win my ACC fantasy. There you go. You win some money. Look, man, seventh round, Drake May. Look at How that. About that. How you know, go in the seventh round. The problem was you you played a week zero game last year mm-hmm. and they didn't count in the stats. Oh man. Yeah, but I saw enough. Hey, there you I, go. I knew what was up. Keeper. Yes, sir. Is he the keeper? Of course he's. Of course he's the keeper. <laughs> number one overall pick, and I got no, him in the seventh round. Hey, look, I get it. So we're gonna win again this year. You have you have expectations this season. You guys want to compete for a championship. <laughs> I know there's Heisman talk, there's draft talk, but understand, I, this man relies on you to win his fantasy hey, league. All right, I I'll get. It. I've been there. You know, growing up playing fantasy football in the NFL. I used to text like eighth and ninth grade. I used to te- text Aaron Rodgers before big games and say, you know, best of luck. I, I need, need you tonight. I need you. So, I, by the way, I like how Drake Mace is casually dropping. I'm going to text him. Text him there. Yeah, I'll DM him. He wasn't responding. Oh, he wasn't. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. I'm just making sure. Like, really? No, no, you, like, you like that with Aaron? No, All I right. didn't know him. He That's... wouldn't respond. I have like 10 messages I sent and no response. You're probably not going to believe this. That's not the reason I, I put you third on my Heisman, ba- Heisman ballot last year. You only can put three spots. You got a third place vote from me. And it wasn't because of your fantasy. It was the Duke game. Yeah. That Duke game was awesome. That Duke game was pretty dope. I mean, I think even any time a rivalry game, you got to get a winning drive. You know, it's yeah. playing something you dream of playing football. Was that like an out-of-body experience, that fourth yeah, quarter? Yeah, I mean, that, that fourth quarter was, was special. I think, you know, earlier in the game, I think they caught me twice. I was about to throw. I think we fumbled. Yeah. And then uh, just kind of ups and downs. And me and Riley Leonard, I'm, he's became a good friend this, over the past couple months. I uh, just battling and out. And uh so anytime you're at someone's place and you got a you know a big play, big drive on the line, um, it's a special feeling, you know, in and out on top. So what's different for you guys this offseason? New offensive coordinator. I mean, obviously you know what you're good at. Yeah. But you know, what what are the conversations with you and Chip Lindsay and, and how things are gonna look this upcoming season? Yeah, I think you know, the main thing Coach Brown, you know, kinda kinda harped on was not reinventing the wheel yeah. in the passing game, keeping a lot of that stuff the same. He's probably said that. And uh, you know, I think bringing some of Coach Lindsay's run game, his tweaks and uh, mm-hmm. just his wrinkles. You know, I think the biggest thing about having a new office coordinator is you get 
you know, a new look at different plays that defenses haven't seen or, you know, little trick plays here and there. So I think Coach Lindsay's done a great job of implementing some plays that, you know, that, we, that this conference hasn't seen and, and stuff that he's good at and has, has brand in the past that works. When you have a guy in so many parts back on offense, does he bring new terminology or does he try to learn your terminology? Yeah, I think it's a lot easier for him to learn our terminology. Okay. Um, he, he brought a little bit of his stuff, but like a lot of, like our passing game is the same. We call it the same stuff because it's a lot easier for one guy to learn something than, you know, 70 guys learning something. You gonna miss Josh Downs? Golly, that's one, one of the best players I've ever played with. Josh is, you know, a great friend of mine, and I keep contact with him. I was texting him earlier. <coughs> Sorry, I was texting him earlier. You know, this this month and uh, checking out how he was doing mm-hmm. in Indianapolis, and uh, he's one of the best, you know, competitors I've ever played with, and I'm gonna miss him for sure. And I think the group we got back, we got you know a couple guys like Gavin Blackwell, Kobe Paysauer, um JJ Jones, guys in my class that made some stepped up in some big games last year. Um, and they, they're coming back. We also added guys like Tez Walker and Nate McCollum, who are proven commodities. And, and Tez may have not, you know, had a 900-yard season in the ACC, yeah. but he had 900-yard season last year. And Nate, you know, played some big games at Georgia Tech. So, you know, having those guys, just seeing which way it steps up. I think, you know, we've got a deep room now. Uh, I think that was the big thing going into last year. I think once, you know, Josh and Antoine, you know, it kind of you know, leveled off a little bit, dropped off. So just having the guys that step up and, and make plays, I'm, I'm really confident in all of them. So we got all the uh, these these cards out, and we got like NFL cards. I think Coach Brown took the Sam Howell rookie card. The took Josh Downs too. Yeah, the Josh Downs card too. So if you want to yeah, find those so cards, we might Coach be able to get another Josh Downs in this pack though. Now, that, yeah, really? the funny thing about you, you cards, that one. cards getting expensive. I tried. I actually tried to find a Raleigh Durham Skyhawks football card with your dad. Did you? I have one. You have oh, one? Oh, yeah. nice. I need that for my collection. <laughs> Do you really? All right? I no, need I that for my dad. I know, I know. I'm going to go that. on eBay. I'm going to try to find one. I'm just saying. I'm glad you have one. Here you go. I got Noel Sewell. You got Rakeem Jarrett. Club Nick. Oh. Boutte. Oh, go, go back to the Club Nick real quick. Club you think Nick. those are his real arms? You think those are his real arms? Like, yeah. Did they help him? Ah. Uh, That's a little photoshopped, right? <laughs> I, th- I think those, those are his real arms. I'll give him credit. I think they're real. Yeah. Let's real. I think, I mean, shoot, I think (laughs) he's got a good frame. I think, I mean, it's hard to Photoshop. I think that looks real. Let me see the real card real quick so I can hold it up to the camera so people can look at it so they know what we're we're talking about here. I mean, look at those, look at that. I don't know, man. That that, that Clemson weight room must be serious. (laughs) Just saying. I know I got a few friends down there. Will Shippey's a good friend of mine. You know, they all talk like it's serious. So I think we're all really doing the same stuff. I can't got Will here somewhere. your body index. Okay, okay. Drake May quarterback North Carolina all right so we talked about week zero stuff oh it's over there we talked about you know you're you literally walked what 20 minutes to get here you start the season yeah at Bank of America Stadium against South Carolina there's no it's I know coach Brown's talked about we'd like a preseason how do you like right right out of the gate this is the game you you excited about that like no walking up like this is get right to it I think I think that's a a great test for us a great test for us to you know see what we got I Mm -hmm. think you know in last year going with the FAMU kind of a game that you know set up game coach Brown didn't want me starting my first game um, against App State in App State so he got a week zero game makes sense Uh, makes sense yeah great coaching great coaching move and that made me felt a lot more comfortable going into App State and uh they starting off now I think Sure, I'll be ready with confidence, and I think we got a lot of guys coming back um, that will have confidence, and I think it's a great test. SEC opponent, uh, Battle of the Carolinas. We haven't played well here in Charlotte, so it's a good test for us. Nobody from our state plays well in Charlotte. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a struggle. It's a struggle. Right? Everybody. I just want to squeeze one question in here because I did cover Luke, and, and your other brother won a national championship in Florida. So as Mike Tomlin likes to say, the standard is the standard. Oh, yeah. You had an amazing season individually last year, but something tells me that the way that the season ended didn't sit right with you. And you and, and while it's nice that we could talk about you being the number one pick yeah. or the number two pick, I, I suspect that's not really high on your list. I suspect you want to have the ultimate success at Carolina the exactly. same way that your brother did. Exactly. I think, you know, they got they got the, the ultimate brag against me, you know, walk around the national championship rings. And I think um, you know, I had a chance to get AC championship wing last year mm-hmm. to at least compete, maybe I mean not really. I, actually I mean, in football, that would be pretty that good. That would be pretty big. Carolina's pretty done since eighty, so yeah, that's exactly. that's a that big deal. Been, that would have been a big so, deal. That's um, still would be a big deal. Having so. that, um, just to not even just within my family for the for Carolina and yeah. you know, for sports. Yeah. You know, I think, you know, football for so long, um, gone through some up and down years, mm-hmm. just having that chance to bring, you know, Carolina football back to its its glory days and uh, just you know, prove something we're not just basketball school. I think we get a little more credit than, than a lot of people think. Um, you know, I think you know, we got we got some, some things going this year. Um, and it starts with me. I'm you know, I'm number one that's gotta make a lot of plays and right. not too much pressure on myself. But uh, you know, it starts with me really. For your fantasy team too. That, well no, last one. 
Riley Leonard said no one asked him twice about transferring. Really? Yeah, because I said, surely people were looking for you. He's like, yeah. yeah, but nobody asked twice with you. Was Were any of those legitimate? Any of the offers nah, to you legitimate? I think um, you know, the rumors circulate, and yeah. you, you obviously, you know, the Twitter and you know, social media takes Everything thing, else. But. Pat Narduzzi. Yeah, exactly. He's talking about <laughs> five million. Or, Pat, Pat, Pat went message board user. <laughs> yeah, honest, exactly. Man. It was like, crazy. Um, you know, but... At the end of the day, it's Chapel Hill. That never was a question for me. That's a special right. place to me. And in old Carolina, playing Carolina Blue was my dream to play for quarterback for Carolina. And I'm living it. So, Drake May, appreciate it, man. Thank you. Yes, sir. Go Heels. Move on. Joining us now at ACC kickoff day three, Peyton Wilson, NC State. You see all these cards. Like you, you were looking at those 87 tops cards. Like, what yeah. planet is this from? Yeah, so it's it's from a different time. Could, well, I know a little bit about baseball just with my brother. Yeah. yeah. So I was trying yeah. to just see if I knew any of these names. But, uh. <laughs> Even <laughs> for you. <laughs> but it's a, it's a wild time for players because you can be on a card. Right. And you can sign these cards. So, like, I know Gilio brought one of these Bowman chromes. It's got, I mean, didn't you pull the Brennan Armstrong out with I Virginia? Did. I did. You're, you're, na- open this? you're yeah, now quarterback. Ahead. So you signed, how many did you sign? At one time, I signed 6,000 of these things. Was Is that in one oh, it, setting? No. Okay. I thought it, I thought it was going to be, but then I, I've highly underestimated how hard signing <laughs> your name 6,000 times was. Yeah, I was going to say, but I, I, just had to, uh, I just had to buy a new car, and I was tired out by like five pages of contract stuff. What did he pull? Stetson Bennett's a refractor. Oh, nice. Look at that. Uh-oh. What do we got here? Jackson Smith McJigba. Good cards. Yeah, and then I don't know these three. Good cards. Let's see. So Let's see if you're playing any of these guys. We were talking we we're nah. talking to your coach about the defense. And like the last two years has been running it back. Like right. veteran groups. You're that guy. Right. What is this group about? We knew what the last two years is about. What's yeah. this group like? Yeah, I think that uh like in the last two years when you thought about like NC State's defense, like a lot of times it came back to the linebackers, right? Like me, Drake, and Zay. Like we had a very good group. But I think people don't see us this year. We're as deep as we've ever been on the de- de- defensive line. As well, our secondary is by far better than it's ever been. Like it's not even close with guys like Aiden, Shaheem, Devin Boykin, who's, I mean, due to COVID and injuries, I mean, these guys who people think haven't played mm-hmm. have been playing since their true freshman year when they were not even close to being ready. So them just having that little bit of experience. Like Coach Gibson said, I personally think that this defense can be the best one that we've had yet. For real? Yeah, I do. You've had and some I'm not really good saying, defenses, oh, man. Come on. Yeah, and I'm not just saying that because we're here at the media day. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. Right. I think overall. Like, so what you're really saying is you hate Drake Thomas. He, he couldn't play. <laughs> yeah, Drake, I'm not, I we're, mean, not, we're not good friends. You're not Drake. friends at all. <laughs> yeah. No, nah, but I just think overall, like in the in the past, we've been very like, like last year, I mean, we were very good at the run and the pass, but in the years before, maybe we were great at the run, but sure. couldn't defend the pass. Sure. Or, well, before Coach Gibson got here, defending the pass wasn't even a thing. But, right. Um, but this year, I think it's his. <laughs> I think it's his. Now, I like that you could say that. When yeah. I say that, I get in trouble. <laughs> um, <laughs> Annabelle comes running over like, no, no, Joe. I'm sorry. Well, that's credit to Coach Gibson and how good yes. he is. But I think that this year's defense is as well balanced as we've ever seen. Like, we're losing Drake and Zay, but the guys that are with Devon Betty, with uh, Jalen Scott, and with Caden Fordham, I mean, they're guys in a normal college football setting without COVID, without mm-hmm. all these extra things. They're seniors, you know, and these are guys who still have three years of eligibility left, and they barely just scratched the surface. So I'm super excited to see what these guys That's got cool. in store. You decided, I'm not going to lie to you, you know, I first heard about you when uh, Drake's dad said I was down at a camp Trevor Lawrence was the big quarterback and he said the only person who could cover anybody was Peyton Wilson yeah he's like that's how good of an athlete he is so I always assumed you'd be at state for three years yeah I think you probably assumed you were going to be even with the knee injury in year one that you'd be at state for three years yeah what went into your decision to be back for year five and to come back and do this without Drake and without some of the guys who you've been with all this time. And yes, I understand there's an NIL portion of that, but I don't think that's the whole thing for you. No, like you said, I mean, I definitely like after that 2020 season, I was like, yeah, like this is sure. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm, I'm three and done. It was pretty much a given, but then, I mean, God had other plans, you know, certain injuries happened and certain things happened. And 
I mean, just this decision last year with the way the season unfolded, I mean, I didn't really want to go out like that. I also needed to show the next level that I could stay healthy for two years, mm -hmm. you know? So, I mean, that plays a lot into it, but I mean, NIL, like you said, plays a little bit, but that's, I mean, you know, it helps. Me. Yeah, it helps. I mean, you know me, that's not <laughs> no, going to yeah. affect my decision any, but I think for me personally, just, I had certain goals set out personally as well as for the team that I've yet to accomplish. And I mean, I'm going to accomplish them. Did so. it take you a minute last year? Yeah. Last to, year to, to say, okay. No, I'm saying in terms of once you were back on the field with the shoulder, with oh, any of the injuries, yeah. I mean, you've had both shoulders yeah. done however many times now yeah. at this point, right? Yeah. So did it take you a second to be like, okay, I either got to hit somebody or I yeah. got to feel like I'm, I'm alive again here? Yeah, I mean, the shoulders are a little different than the knees just because, I mean, once the knees are good, they're good. Yeah. You know, you're just running and stuff. But, yeah, it took me. I mean, last year was a little different. Like those first few games, it was like I was still making a lot of tackles and doing this and that, but it was like, all right, let's get back to it. And then towards the end of the season, I mean, you guys probably saw it. I, it, it flipped. Looked like me. you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it was yeah. me again. So just hey. getting that, once you lose that confidence, it's hard to get back, you know, from not playing for sure. a year and a half. Yeah. But once I got it back, it was. It was on? Yeah, it was All right. on. That's good. All right. now, now it's not even close to being gone. I'm ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> we'll wrap it up. We're getting to wrap it up, but I am curious. been there so long. You've seen the changes in, like, recruiting and everything else. you a little jealous? You didn't get these, like, photoshops? Like, you commit Man. to state, and it's like you're sitting on a throne. You've I mean, got, I, like, now, wait a second. We did make a big deal about him. No, you, <laughs> yeah, did, no, you did get that when you came. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's true. You it know what? Joe's deal, right. But I will have to say. I wrote a story but, or two about but, it. But then I hell, I mean, it would have been nice to come out at this time. But. <laughs> <laughs> hey, appreciate it, man. Yeah, of course. Thank you. Next topic, please. So it's a it's a Thursday as we're doing this show, and that means we talked to intern Cal. What? Why didn't you bring Cal to ACC kickoff? Cal, why are you not here, man? Why are you like in a nondescript location in the in the yeah, intern? Okay, I, I I couldn't come because I was too disappointed at UVA being picked to finish last that I had to recover emotionally. I see. So I was not able to make the trek. I see. Okay. Well, hopefully hopefully you can you can get through it. I think we distracted you by giving you a homework assignment last week. Uh, with ACC kickoff, we're going to get the predicted order of finish. And we're not really good at that. Uh, we we're you know we're always even with like a twenty year advantage. Right. Like, it's Florida State. It's, it's, Florida State. it's Miami. Oh, they're event at some point we'll get it right, and that actually has not been the case. So we uh, we tasked you with this. We pulled it up on the screen here. So how many times does the media pick the champion correctly? And thirty out of forty seven times. That is sixty three point eight percent of the time. That doesn't seem really good to me, man. So it's it's okay, but you also have to keep in mind that a lot of those years. There's been a lot of predictability when it comes to the ACC, okay. especially with Florida State and Clemson. Uh, the media correctly picked Florida State nine or ten times in a row uh, in the 90s. Uh, and then Clemson recently obviously has had a lot of success. So in terms of if, if you take that aside, it's especially not a great looking number, um, but it's but it's decent overall. Okay. Now, the one that I found interesting was what was the percentage of correct champion predictions before FSU joined the league? And it was a 50-50 proposition. Yeah. I mean, that really speaks to what the ACC Including was. Including State in 79. Right. The only time they've right. ever been picked to win it. 50 freaking 50. <laughs> I thought that was fascinating. Yeah, a couple Maryland picks in there, uh, which ended up coming to fruition. A couple not. A couple Carolina picks. I think the Carolina picks were directly 50-50 in mm -hmm. that time frame. Uh, and then NC State, as Joe mentioned as well. So, uh, yeah, that's probably a better number if you were to take out Florida State and Clemson. Obviously, you can't go back and change that, but I would imagine that that would be the number that would carry through if those two uh, were just, not so dominant. Yeah, just in the expansion era, it's 11 out of 19. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah. that, it feels – is that does that mean we weren't picking Virginia Tech, Cal? Like, how did, 11, 58% just doesn't feel, doesn't good, feel in, good in this era. Like, no, we're not yeah. talking about – Trying to get Steve Spurrier and to, to you know get the oh, '87 sure. Duke title or '89 sure. Duke title. Yeah, it was '89. Yeah, I mean that number that number is indicative of uh, some of the some of the recent Miami, right? Exactly, <laughs> Miami. Miami. Virginia all Tech all all the Miami picks. Times. <laughs> Those are all the Miami picks. That's yeah, Virginia Tech too um, was was up there a couple times, um, but wasn't picked several times as well. So. And then there's the fun fact: has there ever been a team that was picked last? at this event and then went on to win the ACC title. I actually knew the fun fact of this because that was one of the wilder seasons I remember being a part of. 
and that was the 2006 Wake Forest, Wake Forest squad with Jim Grove as a coach. Because in a previous life, we used to talk. To, they were so like they really wanted Wake Forest conversations to take place that we talked to Jim Grove every week on the show. Wow! And that was a pretty wild time. Every week, we talked to him on like Monday or Tuesday, and, including that year. Yeah, including that year. That's pretty cool. Because you know it's Wake, man. They yeah. wanted the pub. They want to keep people going, right? And we had done it a couple of years prior to that, so I guess they felt like, well, you were talking to us at our lowest point. I guess we'll keep talking to you while we're at our highest. And that was a really fun season to watch. Remember that Clemson game was like the big, yeah. is it going to happen? And obviously, uh, they went on to do the uh, to do the thing and go to the Orange Bowl. So yeah, Wake forces that team. I don't see that happening anytime soon in this new three three five model, though. Well, Hopefully this year it can happen. Uh, you know, I still have my hopes up for, for UVA winning the ACC. Uh, so, you know, hopefully that there will be a team added to that number this year. All right. Cal, I feel like you like all of the teams I hate other than the Yankees. Let's, let's let the Yankees make up for it then. Yeah, we can, we can agree on that. That's what brings you guys together. You got Patriots. You got Virginia. Yeesh. <laughs> Yeesh. Are you a Tony I, Bennett fan? Might be time to find a new one. Uh, uh, I'm uh, kind of no comment. Is that a no, no comment? No comment. No we got comment. a homework assignment for uh, we got a homework assignment for Cal next week. Uh, I'm gonna have to process this. <laughs> golf, maybe a golf one since we'll be out at Sedgefield. Yes, for the we'll have to come up with something for golf. We'll for, do a we'll, we'll, we'll come up with a golf uh, question for you for some fun facts, Cal. Hey man, we appreciate it. Very Sounds interesting like stuff guys. as always. Enjoy Charlotte, you, man. Move on. All right, big thanks to intern Cal for hitting his homework assignment again. Let's answer some Hey Joe questions before we get out of here. Brought to you by Oakwood Pizza Box. Check them out online at oakwoodpizzabox.com. Uh, drop on by, too. They got a, a great spot in Narragansett by the pitcher, which goes very, very well with the pizza. Does he have wild turkey like Felder, though? Uh, he does have liquor. He does have blands. I know yeah. that. He's got yeah. blands. That's a little bit of a step up. Man, go get, don't, don't make me hungry for the pizza, okay? Order it online, oakwoodpizzabox.com. Go down, check them out right there across from the Krispy Kreme. I mean, check out this week's edition of All the Wolf, too. NC State baseball coach. I think he's going to, like, buy a steak in Oakwood Pizza Box now. Like, he's going to buy, like, a partnership. In really? That. He, he is love completely it. and totally I love it. Over the moon for Anthony and his operation. I uh, I heard a law of the wool reference during uh, media availability for Dave Dorn today. Ah, somebody somebody brought up the law of the wool. Okay, guy. I think it was Corey. Did, not, did the, he, not the podcast. Did he point just, to the pastor? I don't least? know. I don't That's know. my thing. I, I, we're gonna have to ask Corey about that. <laughs> All right, this is from Jonathan. Hey Joe, behind the scenes question: Do you all have to break down your station every day, or do you trust the hotel to keep it safe overnight? Uh, okay, here's the thing, Jonathan. <laughs> when we worked for a company <laughs> and it was their equipment, oh, well, eh, we could, maybe we'll throw a tarp over it and okay. take a chance. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't my deal. And also, this is where an appreciation for guys like Will Patton, who uh, chief engineer over at Capital Broadcasting, and I've known him since college. He was my chief engineer at WKNC back in the day. And David Modlin, you want to talk about OGs? Yes. Mod is an OG, okay? Mod can set up anything remotely with a quickness. So if you ever get in this business and you work with engineers, absolutely thank your engineers because nothing works without them, right? So it's left to us now. So this gets to the question of, well, now that it's our company and it's our equipment coming out of our bank account, guess what got packed up every day this week? That's yeah, weird. Now, here's and the smart. Thing. There's a difference now. It, you know, in, in, in the year of our Lord, 2023, technology has gotten so good that I can fit most of what we have in a backpack. And I yeah. can set it up pretty quick. And by today, day three, I think I had it down to a science replacement and camera placement and everything else. So I would say this was all very successful, Joe. I'm, I'm very proud of myself. Very, Should be. I'm very good proud work. of myself for what we did. And when we wrap up here, I'll pack it up again one last time and set it up tomorrow morning back in the home base. All right, let's get to Mike. Speaking of interns, what big things do you guys have planned for the interns on National Intern Day? I didn't realize there was a National Intern Day until today. Fame and glory to the Picks and Pizza podcast last week. Yeah. Bennett Johnson, Heaster Automotive Group. First thing he said, he was rattling off some stats and he goes, I feel like intern Cal. And I was like, see, I see. Ah. That works. That works. That works. All right. We'll close out here on this. This is from Josh Marlowe, who actually works over at WFNZ. I was on with, uh, with Walker Mel who hosts their midday show and he wanted some 1987 uh tops cards he's like hey man i'm not trying to like put in requests here but if you got some extra cards let's go 
for, right out of the gate, I got a Mookie Wilson. Oh, nah, I don't care about the Mets, but apparently Josh is a big Mets guy. And he was hype about the fact that I handed him the Mookie Wilson 87 card. I, I would say the cards were a big hit. Yeah, we did well. Did we open up all the 87 packs? We did. We drained them. And what we happened? Got one Bo Jackson. What happened at the end? Show that to me. Finally. You and I, you and I have been sitting here hoping that somebody pulls a Bo Jackson. And then we were down to our last pack. Not a single person opened it up. We were all out of guests. And look what showed up. A Bo Jackson, Kansas City Royals. I mean, is it too late to hit it to Dave Dorn? It is. <laughs> yeah, he's gone. He's he's back in Raleigh by now, man. He's back in Raleigh. And we're headed back to Raleigh. Thanks to everybody who listened this week. Uh, thanks for all the positive feedback we've gotten on this. A lot of great feedback on what we've done. But we're not done completely. We got an overtime edition of ACC Kickoff coming your way tomorrow. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.